watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, does that silence it a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Stop up. It. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Tucker's it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit, hit in. Bernard's touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It go oh, to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, ESPN Radio, the Corona, heard on 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing. When it's, uh, let me see here, quick math, about 28 degrees difference between the time we started this show yesterday versus the time we started this show today. Go home, Syracuse weather. You're drunk. Again, you probably need to look into that problem, okay? It's, the guy is drunk. I have a little issue. How you guys doing? It's Friday. It's a weird Friday. It's the first Friday after many Fridays with football to not have football. There's just nothing ahead of us when it comes to the football. And it's just... I know Bill Cosby's been canceled now, but there was a great old Bill Cosby bit when he talked about when he tried to get his kids to like go through the night routine, and if you didn't tell them exactly what to do, as he put it, they would just kind of wander around the bathtub, right? That's kind of me right now. I'm like, um, so there's uh, I, we got Syracuse, Boston College, so that's good, nice little staple. Put the pin in there. Know that's happening. Twelve noon tip off tomorrow at the dome, so that's good. And we got a great lacrosse matchup coming up Sunday. Between both the Syracuse men's team playing number one Maryland, as we'll get into, the women's team playing Stony Brook. So, I mean, we got stuff. We got things to watch, but it's still like, but see, football, it's, but there's, there's none, no, no football. I know the USFL's coming, and I don't know if we're going to get into that or not, but anyway, it's that weird, oh, there's no football weekend. Wives everywhere just standing there like this. You're watching on QSportsTalk.com, just rubbing their hands together like, oh, do I have a list of things for you to do? Anyway, let's rock and roll. Let's do this thing. How, how's your Friday going? You ready to get involved with the show? I mean, you can listen to the show. You can watch the show on QSportsTalk.com, but why not get involved? Don't you hear that all the time? You need to get more involved with your community. We're a community of sports-loving people. So at QSportsTalk.com, there's a live chat. And you can pop in the live chat and you can opine as much as you'd like throughout the program. We chat with you during radio breaks on QSportsTalk.com. And, I mean, it's just a peachy keen kind of time. Get in there at QSportsTalk.com. Watch the show, live chat during the show. Tomorrow on game day, you'll have a little pregame show with me. Josh and Cody are taking over the watch party tomorrow. And pretty crazy things happen. Could be this. The guy is drunk. Right? 
Could be a little of this. That's just dumb. Could be a little bit of this. You, 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 you okay? It's a lot of everything when Josh and Cody take over the watch party on QSportsTalk.com and the postgame show to follow as well. So however you're taking in the show today, we do appreciate that. We have two terrific guests that will join us right here in this hour. Syracuse hockey coach Paul Flanagan is going to join us. The Orange have won their first regular season CHA title. That's a big deal. They won the tournament a few years ago, and now they will host that tournament with a chance to go even further. Could the Syracuse hockey team do some damage? You want to look for a team that could be in the postseason and could make a mark there? We've got it with the women's lacrosse team. I think we've got it with the men's lacrosse team, though I think it's going to be a struggle for them to get there. But right here on the forefront is uh, Syracuse hockey. So we'll talk to their uh, great head coach, Paul Flanagan, right here. In this hour at 4.20, later in the show, as we mentioned, a big weekend of lacrosse at the Dome. Sunday, we've got all-timers going in to the Ring of Honor. Roy Simmons Jr., who was on Orange Nation earlier today, was great. Told an awesome story about just how good of a lacrosse player Jim Brown was. And, man, I've had this great privilege. Anytime you could just sit and chat with Roy Simmons Jr., I mean, just soak that in because... What a storyteller, what a, what a life, what a man, and I'm so glad that they're honoring Simi on Sunday. But Gary Gates getting his jersey retired. Katie Rowan Thompson becomes the second female athlete at Syracuse to get her jersey retired, the all-time leading scorer in Syracuse lacrosse history, and Kayla Trainer is number two. We will talk to Katie Rowan Thompson about that great honor. She's also the head coach at Albany, so we'll talk some lacks with her later in the show. Our draft today is going to be NBA-themed. <laughs> It's NBA All-Star Weekend. So Jordan, myself, and the chat at QSportsTalk.com, we want you guys to get involved in the draft today. We are going to draft our all-time All-Star moments. And remember, when we do a draft on this show, we draft the Mount Rushmore. We don't just draft. We just don't make lists. We draft the Mount Rushmore of All-Star moments. And I'm looking forward to Jordan even said it to me before the show. He's like, well, just don't take this the wrong way, but you've got like 20 years on me. I said, yeah, that's exactly the point. This is going to turn into, you know, back in my day, the All-Star game was better because it was. So that's our draft today. We'll do that later in the show, have some fun with that. Uh, but, of course, where we start is Syracuse and Boston College. The start of an insane stretch of games for Syracuse. They are going from 0-60 to 60 here. So Matt and I were chatting before the show. We were trying to figure out what to put in the little tweet we send right at the beginning of the program. And I'm like, well, how can we really express like what this team's going to do? They're going from a week off, not necessarily laying low. I mean, they had some intense practices, and it gives you a chance to catch up on academics. Hey, remember that? And just kind of take that deep breath before you go into an insane stretch of basketball games, starting with Boston College, then Georgia Tech two days later. Notre Dame on Wednesday, the 23rd. Duke on the 26th. Turn around two days later, North Carolina. That's a lot of basketball games. Even for young, strapping athletes in the best shape of their lives. Love to be back in that shape when I can do that. Eat whatever you want. And life was good, man, when you're in that 18 to 23-year-old range. Just the great chef from South Park once said, uh, kids, there's a time and a place for everything. It's called college. But even for them, that's a lot of basketball. So 
how do you express that? That you're going from kind of a zen, relaxed, day by day to, oh my God, we got a lot of basketball games. Right? Like, it's crazy. And it starts with Boston College on Saturday. Now, I like some of the intangibles in play. I think the the crowds have been great at the Dome. I think despite where this team's record may end up, what they're fighting for, maybe some Fairweather fans have dropped off the page here, but there's been a lot of Saturday home games since you know the spring semester started and kicked it into gear here in ACC play. And I, I think people that are going to games or into the games, particularly the students, Otto's Army, uh, Donna DeToto wrote a great piece about that this week that you should check out at Syracuse.com. But, I mean, you've noticed it if you've been to games, even watching games. They've been into it. We talked about it with Jimmy Beheim yesterday. And trust me, the, 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 the team is feeding off that. Okay, so you got that intangible. Usually Boston College is a team you don't worry about. They just came up. Now, maybe the good thing is that Boston College just played an overtime game with Notre Dame in that theory of how much juice do you have in the tank here? Syracuse, and that's a big thing here. Is it rest or rust? I'm always curious about those teams that get a week off, and this team needed some time. Maybe didn't need a whole week off, but that's just how the schedule broke. Is it rest or rust? getting back into the flow of things here. They had a lot of time to put a plan together. It's almost like a football team putting a plan together about, okay, we lost our starting center. At least they got a game in with Frank, in for Jesse. He gets 15 rebounds, but how do you get him more offensively involved? What do you put on his plate? What do you not put on his plate, right? They got time to work on that. Joe Girard, one of the big reasons why he had played well in Syracuse's four-game winning streak and even – you know, a couple of games really before that was he made that connection with Jesse Edwards. As good as Jesse was on his own, I think Joe kind of found the balance there between running the offense and being the offense. And the balance he found was get the ball to Jesse more. They were running plays through Jesse, the pick and roll, and just saying, okay, this, we're not, we can trust Joe and we can trust generally to run the offense through him. So that dynamic changes, and they've had a, a week to work on that. Now, I brought up the rest versus rust thing. Boston College took Notre Dame to overtime Wednesday night and, frankly, should have won that game. And that would have been kind of their signature win of the year. It was a weird night in the ACC. Pitt beat North Carolina that night, too. I guess that gives hope that Syracuse could beat Carolina, though that's going to be at the end of this very frantic road they're about to drive down. The first matchup, which was less than 10 days ago between Syracuse and Boston College, was a game that Syracuse won, but remember, is a game that Boston College played much better in the second half. A game that Boston College, I mean, if technically, they won the second half. I'm just looking at it here. I believe they. Uh, it was close. Believe... Give me a second here just to look it up, guys. But they did win the second half of that game. And I remember saying it at the time on on the post-game show that I do and just thinking it and discussing it here on this show. Like, man, if you gave them, like, two more minutes, they might have won that game. But they didn't have two more minutes. And it was a contrast of halves because they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat in the first half. They're generally a bad offensive team. I mean, right now, Boston College is still – shooting 12th in the ACC in scoring offense. They're scoring 65 points per game. They're the worst shooting team in the conference, both field goal shooting and three-point shooting, 40% from the field, 28% from three-point range. 
That hasn't changed since, you know, less than 10 days ago when these teams played. That was the game that Jesse got hurt, as it turns out, late in that game. Here it is. Syracuse gave up 40 second-half points to BC in that game, and BC won that half 40-39 to for what it's worth. So they're certainly playing better now than they were even literally a few days ago when these two teams played. What confidence did they gain from Wednesday, or did everything go into that game against Notre Dame, and they're deflated? Different story here at the Dome. A lot of Syracuse fans certainly were in the Conti Forum for that game, but that second go-around this close, that can work against you. I do think in this case it'll work for Syracuse, but I'm curious about that. What we saw against Virginia Tech last weekend was, I still think, something that will be a rarity and that the Syracuse offense shuts down the way that it did. Boston College isn't anything to write home about defensively. Quinton Post will be back for BC. He had been out the past couple of games with COVID-related protocols, but he will be back for this game. He had 14-14 and the first time around, again, without Jesse, and Jesse did get into foul trouble before he got injured, as it turns out, in that game. Can BC ride that a little bit? What lessons did they take? If they make a few more shots from the outside, and again, they're a bad shooting team, but they just dropped 99 points uh, or 95 points in a 99-95 loss to Notre Dame. So I, that was probably that could have been a meteor that went through the sky, or that could be maybe they woke up a little bit offensively. So there's a lot of things I'm not sure about going into tomorrow. The things that I am sure about is Syracuse can still score. BC cannot shut down Syracuse the way Virginia Tech could and did. I think Syracuse actually kind of is more self-inflicted with what happened offensively, but I still think it's a rarity that they're going to go six minutes without scoring. can happen. can happen to the best of them. Cole Swider had a down game against Virginia Tech, but was just scorching before that, hitting 14 of 19 three-pointers. You just need him to bounce back to a certain level. You obviously need Buddy to bounce back to a certain level. As we said, Gerard's been on a roll, but what's the adjustment without Jesse? They had that one game with Frank in there against Virginia Tech, but what did they learn from that week off? What did essentially being a football team this week do for the basketball team? Because it is about to get insane for this team. We go from a week where we didn't react to a game to we're going to be reacting to three different games in the course of a week when we come back for the show next week. Now, programming note, we are off on Monday for President's Day, and there's a crunch game on, but it's going to be helter-skelter when we were, when we come back next week. When we come back from this break, we are going to talk with a Syracuse hockey coach, Paul Flanagan. Looking forward to that. You're on the block ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you here on the block. ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. You know what else is great? The FanDuel Sportsbook app. Now, football's over. This is our first weekend without football, as we know. But you've got NHL parlay insurance. Last night you had the NBA on TNT odds, and uh, you just get on your FanDuel Sportsbook app. They've got all kinds of parlays 
You pick and choose what you want. Come on through with the NHL, and particularly with parlay insurance. Every uh, customer gets NHL parlay insurance up to $25 back each day if your parlay falls just one leg short. Put down a small bet. Win big. Odds are high for its results in great playoffs. Bet on your favorite teams. Root for big upsets. The NBA-NHL crossover promos they have. I mean, FanDuel's got it all, folks. Make sure you sign up using promo code BRENT for our listeners in Syracuse and promo code BLOCK for our listeners in Utica to get great deals and offers from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21-plus and present in New York. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $25. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text HOPE-NY 467-369. If you have a gambling problem, you can also uh, consult with this man to my left who is stepping in for the Mount Rushmore draft today. So for those of you watching on QSportsTalk.com, get in the chat, play along here. Our draft today, we are going to draft the Mount Rushmore, in our eyes, of NBA All-Star moments. Now, Jordan, everything is eligible. Slam dunk, three-point. If you have any memories from the two years of the horse competition, that's eligible. Obviously, the game itself, it could be outfits worn at uh, All-Star. It's just All-Star weekend. All-Star moments. Go. Right? So we did not determine order ahead of time, so I'm just going to go to the traditional head toss. Okay? Heads, I get the first pick. Tails, I get the first pick. It is heads. And with the first pick in the <laughs> NBA All-Star Mount Rushmore draft, as Jordan is bewildered. I'm what, still what distracted. Here? Yes. I'm still looking for that wig bin you were talking about earlier. The the wig bin? I think you meant to say win big. I said wig bin? Yeah, like someone someone needs Listen, a new set of hair. This is all natural here, buddy. All right, no wigs here. With the first pick, I select Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line. Now, I know Dr. J did the same thing, but, I mean, it's literally the logo. Michael Jordan soaring through the air. It was in Chicago. The flash bulbs going off. I don't think it gets more iconic than that moment. Like, when I think of the NBA All-Star Game weekend, it's Air Jordan soaring through the air and doing something that I guess is a little more attainable now. But then, Jordan, you might as well told me that literally a man had flown. And that's about as close to it as you could get. Air Jordan, baby. Number one. That's a good first pick. Um, Old school. For my first pick, I am going to honor the fallen. Okay. I'm going to take you higher. Do you remember the higher shooting stars competition? This is in memoriam of that competition. They would have an NBA player, an NBA legend, and a WNBA player. They'd shoot a bunch of shots, and it would just end with everyone hucking up half-court shots. So are you drafting... Can I just draft that? Are you just drafting anymore. that? Give me the whole thing. Give me. The you can have that. I will. I will grant you that. That was electric, Brett. They're just heaving up half court shots for like five minutes. I can't believe that's what you used with your first pick. Where I'm I mean, it's your draft. It's your Mount Rushmore, but like everything that's on the table here. Nah. See, this is starting to show that it's the 
little generation gap between the two of us. 2004 to 2012, gone but not forgotten. With the second pick, third overall, my second pick of the NHL All-Star or NBA All-Star moments, Vince Carter, 2000. It's over. And that's all you really need to say. Just the visual of Vince Carter waving his arms, the dunk where he's hanging in the rim, the dunks before that. And one of the, my favorite memories from that, I brought it up earlier, but just to reiterate, was when you saw the crowd shots, the big thing that year is all the NBA players had like these handheld camcorders that they must have got free that weekend or something. It's like, that was only 22 years ago, and that's the technology that we had then. So give me Vince Carter. Already, I'll Back give, over to you. I'll give you the only really, really good dunk contest that we've had in recent memory. Not since th- Vince Carter. Yeah, that's okay. what I'll say. Twenty sixteen, Zach Levine. Yep. Aaron Gordon, overtime. Uh, whatever. What's the mascot? Like the. I don't remember the mascot's name for the Magic, but he was on no the idea. hoverboard and he was spinning. And all oh, right. Yeah. 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 That was that was a good one. That was unbelievable. Zach Levine put some life into this thing. I think in Aaron Gordon years. Is, isn't that. isn't he in the in the three point this year too? Yeah, he's a sniper. There you go, man. He's all he could be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA skills competition. It's stuff the Magic Dragon. I remember now. Stuff the Magic Dragon. Okay. So with my uh, third pick, this is pretty easy. I am going to take Larry Bird, three time three-point shooting champion my man larry not not only winning it but winning it in his they used to wear the warm-up jerseys when they did this that sweet old celtics warm-up and now i might be misremembering this but i could have sworn that larry bird i know michael jordan shot a free throw with his eyes closed i'm pretty sure larry bird in that three-point competition hit a three-pointer with his eyes closed i don't know if it was the one i'm thinking of but Larry Bird, as the story goes, like walked in the locker room at one of these things and basically said, like, get ready to lose to me. Like the trash talk that Bird had back in the day. I can't remember the exact line. It's like, oh, these are all the guys that are about to lose to me. Nothing like Larry Legend. And this is Larry at his peak. This isn't just like, you know, early Larry Bird doing this like players do now. They get the rookies in and then you get a little status and. You sit these out. This is like peak Larry Bird winning this thing. Bird and Craig Hodges back in the day, another three-time champion. So we went from the dunk competition to the three-point competition, and I got the GOAT. Okay, well, I've already given you the higher shooting stars contest, Brent. Whether it's MLB, NBA, one of my favorite parts of All-Star Weekend is when they bring all the celebrities in and make them try to be athletic. Do you remember who the 2014... NBA All-Star Weekend Celebrity MVP was. Oh, I mean, it's like one of the greatest moments in sports. No, I have no idea who that was. It's not Can quite... I guess? If you want. All right, 2014. Yes. Celebrity MVP. Yes. I'm going to say... Celebrity is a very loose term. Yeah, especially in this case. Kevin Hart? No. No. Okay. It's not Tim Duncan, but 
Secretary of Education Arn Duncan won the 2014 Celebrity MVP. He was throwing no-look passes, finished with 2011 and six assists. Did you just Google this or something? I remembered when I remembered him doing it. I didn't okay. remember the year. Wait, what qualifies the Secretary of Education as a celebrity? He was the MVP. Who cares? He, so he, was, he was out there like throwing no-look passes, Bowling. rocking the game. Arn Duncan. Yeah, that's a, that's a different pick. Okay. I've already won this draft. I shouldn't even have to make my fourth pick. You don't have to. And do the Mount Rushmore. I have won this draft, but I am about to just wipe the floor with you by selecting my man. You should look up to this man. Spud Webb? Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Spud! My man is 5'5 out there just throwing down jams. Gave a young man hope that he could dunk. Never happened. Still haven't dunked, Jordan. But Spud Webb. I'm the same. I got Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Spud Webb. Like, you're done. I don't know what you're going to come with here in the fourth pick, but (laughs) it doesn't matter. As Vince Carter said, it's over. It's over. I won the draft. But go ahead. Make your last pick. So, Brent, we've gone shooting stars. We've gone slam dunk. We've gone celebrity game. Can you think of what outlandish all-star event I'm going to pick now? No. Brent, it had the whole entire arena laughing. It wasn't even a contest, but she lost. The 2018 NBA All-Star Game National Anthem sung by Fergie, (laughs) which was the best thing I've ever watched, watching Draymond Green and LeBron and all that try to to keep their straight faces. You just totally redeemed yourself. Now, you didn't win the draft. I won the draft, and now I have to look that up because (laughs) that was by far one of the absolute worst national anthems. (laughs) It pops right up. I just typed in Fergie in YouTube, and, like, that's the first thing that pops up. Now, I'm look so I'm looking at that Draymond Green and Steph Curry are trying to hold back laughter here. I don't know if I play, let me, let me see if I play this one. And it's not necessarily how bad the national anthem was. No, it is. Which was bad. It was at the end, just the way that Fergalicious declared let's play some basketball so let me let me turn this up so there's ferg and they're doing the crowd shots and everybody's doing all they can to not laugh why is it so sultry (laughs) i don't know why fergie's a thing i never know why we were tortured by fergalicious and her How dare you disrespect our great national anthem, Fergie. Oh, this is torture. If you get caught shoplifting, they just make you watch this over and over again. That's your punishment. Draymond trying not to laugh. Curry, Curry's just flat out busting out laughing right now. Jimmy Kimmel, big smile on his face. And Fergalicious, she's into it. Like She's like, I'm rocking this right now. Oh, my God. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Russ, they're all just. 
Oh, God. Okay, this was a good pick. Now, yeah, she says something here, right? Here we go. Let's play some basketball! Yeah! (laughs) Fergalicious, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the NBA All-Star Game also gave us one of the greatest national anthems of all time. I should have taken that. Which I believe was Marvin Gaye back in the day. It was like 82, right? I'll have to look that up during the break, but... Yeah, on the other end of the spectrum was what we just heard. Nice, to use a curling term, you drop the hammer at the end. That's a great last pick. It's a great, it didn't beat me. I think I won the draft. But that was a great last pick for something that was as bad as it gets right there. That's the draft, ladies and gentlemen. Let's play some basketball. We're back after this.